This is Creating Copowerment Radio, conversations and inspiration to help you embrace change, connect with others, and fully embody your personal life mission. Here's your host of Creating Copowerment Radio, Transitions Life Coach and author, Lonnie Kwan. Aloha A. Today we're speaking with Rich Fale, founder and CEO of Astral Road Media and Bibliostar TV, about social media as a tool for empowered interconnectedness. I'm Lonnie Kwan, the host of Creating Copowerment Radio. Welcome, Rich. Hey, Lonnie. It's so good to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. You have um, extensive experience in social media and other forms of marketing from your time with Borders as Vice President of Digital Content, E-Commerce, and Entertainment, and earlier with the National Public Affairs Cable Network C-SPAN as the Chief Spokesperson and Communications Director. I wonder, how has media changed since the explosive growth of social media? Oh, it's been it's been an amazing ride. Um, you know, it's funny because it was years ago that I worked at C-SPAN, a place that I loved, a public affairs network that is actually a nonprofit in Washington D.C. that covers Congress and and public affairs. They, uh, for being as small as they were, were very ahead of the game when it comes to social media and other forms of distribution. Um, the big networks sort of did things the way they did them, and C-SPAN was sort of that nimble, smaller network that was willing to try things and that understood the power of multiple forms of distribution early. So I was at a, around at a time when it was really dawning, when the web was just beginning, and I happened to work for a television network that was very experimental and understood the power of that distribution. So I learned a ton, but I got to watch it firsthand. And where it's come now, where I watch my own kids, the amount of time that they spend interacting with their friends online and communicating and watching media and trading media and creating their own, it's been very explosive. Sounds really exciting. Do you, based on that, do you think other forms of media, print and radio, um, are still viable and valuable? Oh, I do, of course. Um, It's just that they're harder to break into now. Um, You know, first of all, there's fewer, especially if you're an author in the the game that I'm in now, um, and you're trying to break through, there's just many fewer outlets, you know, in terms of print media. Um, for authors and television is a much sought after but very difficult to penetrate marketplace for authors that that sort of typical broadcast or cable television it's there and when you're big enough and you can get it it's wonderful and I certainly uh, believe in it Um, but I think that it's just harder to get to for a lot of people and I think that um, there are alternatives that are often just as effective depending on the specific audience and marketplace that you're trying to reach. So it sounds like social media is actually a real, it's a fabulous equalizer and a a fabulous um, platform for up and coming artists and authors and other people who are interested in connecting with the public. Well, equalizer is a strong word because I think that there's people who have built-in benefits because they have a bigger audience, perhaps. But I would say that it allows anybody to get into the game and it allows creative people to reach their audience. And most importantly, I think for a lot of people, it allows people to add to their legacy as a communicator, as, a, as, a, as an author, um, or as, a, as an artist. You know, that, that fact that you have this entirely new audience that you can reach outside of your direct local reach is really powerful. And that's something I'm certainly seeing a heck of a lot more of today. That's exciting. And in your opinion, how are different platforms best used? And what are the strengths and weaknesses of different platforms or venues for different types of artists and authors? Yeah, this is really important. Um, I think that 
too often either there's people who are really specific about one single platform or on the other end of the equation there's people who are just getting into every single platform and just duplicating content across them all and so you're seeing the same message on every single platform when in fact each one has its own sort of unique um, ecosystem its own language its own uh, type of person that likes to uh, use that social media and they they talk differently to one another so that the same content should not be used necessarily across all of them there's certainly examples where you can you can use it but i think that it's better to sort of understand what each of them do and that also means not necessarily using every form of social media once you sort of understand the language and you're you're comfortable in how each one is being utilized by those people who love it and who use it every day then you start to decide, is that one for me? Does that one work for my audience? Is there an audience out there? Um, I think when you're on Facebook, you're talking oftentimes with your friends. A lot of authors are very good at creating um, fan pages. I think on the same token, a lot of authors will create a book page that they then abandon on Facebook as soon as they've moved on to some other project. So I think you'll often see sort of graveyards on Facebook of, of, of forgotten Facebook pages, and I think that's a problem. Um, but Twitter is um, a vibrant, everyday communication. It, you know, Sometimes I'll hear people say to me, well, I, I just put a tweet out as if they've released a press release, when mm-hmm. in fact they're not necessarily recognizing that, that Twitter is like the Mississippi River going by. You, know, you have to continue to to play in that medium for it to be effective for you and for you to enjoy it. Um, otherwise you think it's, you know, you're not getting a return and you're, you're misunderstanding that medium. Tumblr on the other hand is about visual and about media. There's a big GIF or GIF community on Tumblr. Um, then you have the other social medias. I love Instagram. You know, I love Vine. I love what people are doing now with some of the other forms of visual media. Um, so they're all different. They have different audiences. They need to be utilized differently. But I think there's ways to leverage your content across all of them. You're listening to Creating Copalmet Radio with host Lonnie Kwan. sounds like it really it pays off to do your research it, it's so important that artists and authors and people who have content to share really figure out who it is they're trying to reach and which um, resources are the best ones for them to do so yeah I think research is one thing listening is a really important part of the strategy I think before anybody gets involved in social media um, you know the first thing is you sort of create your account or you just sort of creep and listen and watch and and pay attention to what everyone else is doing and figure out the language because where I think everyone's open to new people joining the social media is when you sort of stumble bum your way around or think of it as just a promotional forum for your book you can begin to alienate people and it can actually go against you. The first thing in, uh, that I always suggest to anybody with social media, if you're interested in, in participating, is to just observe, listen, figure out the language, and then sort of slowly step in um, and get comfortable with it. And, you know, on the flip side, that re- what you, you know, whether it's called research or whether it's called just observing and paying attention, um, the other element is that I, I think I often hear people who are just sort of frightened right out of the gate about with from social media i have one person that i was talking to recently who said i don't want anything to do with social media i just want to sell my book and i thought i don't think those two phrases go together Um, social media does not necessarily equal book sales but 
deciding that you don't want to go out there to be the spokesperson for your book, I think is going to definitely hurt your book sales. Definitely. And and my experience as an author has been a wonderful conversation that opens up between you and your audience, being able to connect and then respond and have them respond to you um, instantaneously, questions that they have, um, comments that they have about the book. And I'm actually in the process of writing the second edition, an expanded and enhanced version. And so that feedback has been really valuable. Oh, absolutely. I think that um, Susan Orlean, who's an author that I interviewed, um, spoke a, a lot about how she's um, used Twitter as sort of a two-way conversation while she's actually writing the book. She asked questions. She, she asked her followers, and she's got quite a few um, questions like, does anybody read the acknowledgments? So she was about to, to write them, and, and people said, absolutely, I read the acknowledgments, and here's why. And she said it was an eye-opener just to be able to immediately get feedback you know, from you know, the writing process of her book. That's one of the ways she uses it. In my, in my own uh, example, I, I worked for Borders for 10 or 12 years, and, and it was a very, in some ways, insular experience. I certainly met lots of people in the publishing industry and the music industries, um, and I had a great time there. I, I met a lot of people within the business that I was in. Um, but but on the other hand, I didn't meet people who were outside of my direct meetings with those folks. And when I left Borders, I was still really hungry for digital book experiences and, and, and specifically about the next wave of publishing, what was happening with self-publishing, digital, etc. And I turned to Twitter and found and met um, an entire community of social media digitally minded book and publishing oriented people it was a thriving communication forum that i jumped right into and i met these people quote unquote online and it was later at conferences and other things and where i would meet these people in person finally face to face but i felt like we were already friends uh, i had met them all online they had become my confidants my colleagues uh, my thought leaders the people that i communicated with um, it was great to have that, and certainly it was an educational experience. I learned a ton that I would have not learned on my job. Exactly. And, you know, we often hear, we see articles and we often hear people complaining um, that social media technology separates us or isolates us and that people no longer talk or that they text and they don't pay attention to the person in front of them, that social media distracts us from reality, that it causes... Um, you know, um, sociopathic or pathological behaviors. But of course, you know, probably those people who have those experiences would have them anyway with a different type of media. And oftentimes, I think we forget to focus on how social media can be used to share petitions, uh, to wish others happy birthday or offer support during hard times, uh, to coordinate volunteer efforts and protests, and also as used in successful marketing campaigns. I wondered, um, you know, in terms of social media as a tool for empowered interconnectedness, what are your thoughts on the uses and maybe misuses of social media? Well, Ilana, you talk about a lot of the great uses of social media, and I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, wh when something happens in the news today, I don't turn on the television or the radio. I go to Twitter or I go to Facebook, and I find out it's instantaneous, and you can find it really quickly. And I, I think that that breaks down walls like we've never had broken down before. Um, you know, and I, I believe in all of those wonderful things you said. I do think that social media does have some drawbacks that we need to keep working on. I think that we're in a constant evolutionary state. Um, I think anonymity on the web is a problem, and I think it leads to 
commenting without repercussions. Uh, it can be a very negative place sometimes, especially as an author who's worried about the reviews of their book. I mean, it can get pretty darn negative. And I think um, you have to be able to sort of weed through that and understand, um, you know, who's real and what's legitimate. At the same token, I think that the web has a problem that we're going to have to continue to work on and, and sort of policing um, that sort of anonymous flame, that sort of negativity that you would never in a million years, uh, you know, act like in if you were facing that person, looking at them over the table. So there are some issues, certainly. Thank you so much, Rich. Um, I wonder what social media do you wish was available that is not yet currently available? Hmm. That's an interesting question. I, I think the next step in social media, and I'm sure everybody has a different opinion, but I'm really interested in the storytelling component of social media. And, um, what tools are going to come up that allow us to leverage all of the different mediums available to us, whether it's video, audio, pictures, short video like Vine or, or Instagram, um, your Facebook posts and Twitter, and how are we going to be able to wrap those all up into a more coordinated storytelling medium that makes sense um, and that's a little bit more organized. I think that's going to be something that helps um, everybody soon because I still think right now we're everything is one-off and standalone. And I think that uh, I'd love to see a more integrated social media approach. And I think all these companies are going to be different. They're going to have their own initiatives and their own goals and their own business objectives. But I do think tools will come up that help us tell stories better using those various social media channels. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Rich. And our time, it, it's amazing how when we talk, it always goes by so quickly. And there's always so many more questions I want to ask. But I'm going to go ahead and open it up to you if, and ask if there's anything else you'd like to add that we haven't yet covered. Well, you know, I think one of the most important things, and this is something I talk about with every author that I work with, every content creator, every artist that I work with, but I think for authors, it's about making sure that you get the best use of your time because everyone's busy. I mean, everybody talks about social media as a time suck, and it can be if you're not thinking about it intelligently or if you're just sort of idling. But if you're thinking about it intelligently and you put together a smart content strategy because you have a vision about where you want to get to, then there's a way to sort of harness the power of social media, make it work for you. Wonderful. And, and on that note, how can listeners connect with you directly? Well, I have a website at Astral Road, Astral, A-S-T-R-A-L, road.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, my name is Rich Foley. You can follow me there. You can follow us at Astral Road 1 on Twitter. Mahalo nui loa, Rich. It's always a joy to speak with you. And thank you so much for sharing your insight with our listeners. Oh, I loved it too, Lonnie. I always do. And I appreciate you thinking of me. Thank you. To learn more about Lonnie Kwan and creating co visit www.copowerment.com.